Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. And welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined, as always, by the one, the only, not ever to be duplicated or replicated, Dan, uh, one of a kind Kruger. <laughs> wow. That was a lot of middle names. No, it's just one of a kind. I guess yeah, everything else was like a surname. It was like mm. you don't go by Mister Dan; you go by mm. the one, the only, the irreplaceable. Usually, just Dan. Dan. Usually, it's just Dan. Yeah, <laughs> if you see Dan on the street, just call him Dan. <laughs> yes, it'd be it'd be much less awkward if we uh, just leave it at Dan. Yeah, not Danny. All right, all right, Dan. If that's really your name, then let's let's talk about something that you might know a thing or two about. Let's get down into the weeds for the final installment of the Capital Stack series, where we're going to talk about the common equity. So let's let's get in the mud with the common folk, with the peasants, with those those poor poor people who can't afford anything but the common equity. But <laughs> I say that with. <laughs> Common equity is the best, in my view. I love common yeah, we, equity. Yeah, we just set this up like common equity is, is not a good thing. But really, <laughs> like that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where the most upside is. That's what we're going to yep. get to in this episode. Um, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this episode, that you've listened to the subsequent episodes on the CAPS Act. If you have not, you should really go back and start at the beginning because this is all going to make a whole lot more sense. But we are in the, the final stage, and there's obviously more positions that you could have in a capital structure. But for our purposes, we're keeping it pretty simple. We've got our senior debt. We've got our secondary slash mezzanine debt. We've got our preferred equity. And now we're going to talk about the common equity, which is on the top of the stack. And like we've said in our previous videos, as you go up the cap stack, the risk profile theoretically increases. And so does the expected rate of return uh, for being in that position. Um, Elevated risk should imply elevated returns. Uh, But we talked about the preferred equity in our, our last episode here. And what we talked about there was the fact that it was kind of like a pseudo debt instrument where it sits between uh, the mezzanine debt and the common equity, and you get some features of both with preferred equity. So if you didn't listen to that, listen to it, because we're going to probably reference that quite a bit as we really differentiate the the common equity from the preferred equity. Um, But most people are probably... uh, fairly familiar with common equity, uh, this is what you're investing in if you buy a share of Apple. Um, and there's going to be preferred shares out there for a lot of publicly traded stocks. Um, and that's a you know, little bit different story, but by and large, it's it, it's similar enough to what we're talking about here with real estate. Um, but really, what is the big thing that separates common equity and preferred equity? Mr. Vecino? Well, Bueller? I don't know where that's leading, but I'm going to mm-hmm. take a stab. I'm going to stab like wildly know. at a couple different places. Well, the the return metric is much different, much higher with common equity. The 
there is no fixed return. There is no guarantee. There, there. Well, there's not a guarantee really with the preferred return or preferred equity either. But by and large, there is the chance that the investment goes completely to zero, that you have no no legs to stand on, and you get nothing out of it, mm-hmm. and everybody else gets paid out before you. So yeah. you're last in the you're last in the the soup line, so to speak, and the 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 soup bowl might be empty by the time you get there. Yeah, that's a big one. I was kind of driving at was really just the the order of who who matters in a deal. I think is kind of like the best way to look at the cap stack. Uh, so in any given deal, there's always a risk that it just doesn't work and it completely falls apart. And if that were to happen, um, any money that's that's there or 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 capital that's able to be acquired via liquidation of assets. Um, is going to be paid out to uh, individuals or entities in the order in which they appear in the cap stack. So the common equity being at the top here is going to be the last in line, right? That's the that's the elevated risk profile we mentioned. And that's uh, effectively why you're getting a higher rate of return is because a lot of the return is based on the upside. Uh, the the Senior mortgage is going to get paid first. The mezzanine debt is going to get paid second if, if it's there. Uh, then the preferred guys come in and, and take their piece. And then if anything's left over, that's what goes to the common equity. So that's where all the upside is, really. The bank takes none of that. The mezzanine debt really takes none of that. Preferred equity could take some of it. Uh, sometimes not. It varies. But really, for that that uh, that upside at the uh, disposition or you know at the end of the deal, when you sell it for more than you bought it for, that's largely getting paid out to the common equity. So um, that's where the, the the more upside is, but you also have a little bit bigger potential downside because you're last in line to get paid if things go wrong. So 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 now we talked, we kind of painted a picture there of like doom and gloom. Common equity, you might not get paid out, but you do potentially stand to make much more money. And the thing is, that's not capped. There is no ca- with a preferred equ- uh, equity position. You might get 10 to 12%. If you're a senior debt lender, if you're a bank, you might get 3%. If you're a mezzanine debt, you might get 8%. But with equity, the sky's the limit. Theoretically, you could get 100%, 200%. Like it's not uncommon to have like ridiculous returns. Generally, most equity, uh, common equity holders in like a, an apartment syndication of the type that we do, they're looking at around 20, 25%. And so, you compare that to the preferred equity, maybe they're getting 12%, um, but they're sitting in a less risky position. So it's a, it's, a, it's a question of your personal investment profile and like what you're looking for. A lot of deal, pretty much every deal that will come across your table is offering a common equity position. Generally, preferred equity is, is rare to see, but um, common equity is the thing that you're going to generally be offered in a lot of cases. Yeah, it is worth noting as well. It's not super applicable to the types of real estate syndications that we do. Um, but it could be, especially if there's, you know, a larger family office or, or, or private equity group who has preferred equity. And it's it's very common in uh you know public markets, just you know, in, in the stock market world, uh, to have some uh, some differences between the voting rights or or how mm. much say a particular shareholder has. Um, so in the public markets, like if you're buying uh, Google stock or Google prefer- preferred stock, right? The common stock is going to have voting rights and the preferred stock might not. Uh, and it's almost flipped a little bit in our space where typically if we see a preferred um, uh, position there, a preferred equity position, and it's an institutional investor like a private equity group or a family office, that might come with a little bit more pull, a little bit more say, but what happens in the deal 
And by and large, the common equity in a real estate syndication is going to have no voting rights, which we've talked about in previous episodes is actually a good thing because you don't want your your neighbor, Jimbo, who knows nothing about real estate, piping in and, and having a, a say in, in what happens in these types of deals. So um, that's going to be something that varies across all deals. Um, so it's really not worth going into detail about you know what common practices with respect to voting rights, but it is something that usually is a differentiating factor be- between the two. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really, really good point to to make there because uh, a lot of people they they come into apartment syndications maybe for the first time and they're a little off uh, put off by the lack of control. Um, but that's actually a good thing. And we talk about why exactly that is in great detail in the book, Passive Investing Made Simple. So go check that out if you want to learn more. Um, now, one other thing to add on the common equity side, and this is applicable on the preferred equity side too, is a way of putting the common equity holder even above and beyond the the GPs and putting them so that they get paid out even before the GPs is the preferred return, which is just another little mechanism that ensures the common equity holders get paid before uh, the other class of members in the deal, which is the, the the general partnership. And we've talked about the preferred return in in the past, so we're not going to go into detail here. So go check out the past episodes where we dive into what that exactly that is and why it's awesome. But it's just a, another way of elevating and putting the common equity holder above even the slum the slummy GPs, those guys should always be the very last to get paid, in my estimation. Come on. Come I'm on. just saying. I'm just, I am one of us. It's They're okay. all right. <laughs> They're, I, I, some of them. Some of them. Some of us. Yeah. We're, Anyways. We're pretty cool. But I don't anywho. know about that. So that's going to do it, guys. That is the Capital Stack five-part series We over the last five weeks. And we've never done a, a long extended series like this before. So if you enjoyed it, let us know. Um, go leave a review on iTunes and say, hey, that Capital Stack series was fantastic. I learned a ton about the senior debt, mezzanine debt, preferred equity, common equity. Um, and make sure that you go and pick up the book, Passive Investing Made Simple. It's available in all bookstores. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in apartment syndications, if you're listening to this right now, then you're possibly interested in that. So go learn more by picking up that book. And also if you're an apartment syndicator, just like us, if you're an operator and we just threw you under the bus and you know, you're in the muck with us doing all the, the hard work, this book is also pretty valuable because you're going to learn some frameworks and stories and ways of framing conversations with potential passive investors. So it makes capital raising a little bit easier. So regardless of if you're a passive or an active investor, go pick up the book and uh, then let us know what you thought by leaving a review. So that's going to do it us for us, guys. That is the end of my sales pitch. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.